Hello, and welcome. You are listening to Kingsford's Garden. Yes, that is the name. And today, this is my second episode, and today I'm here with my friend M. Hi. Hello, M. Do you want to introduce <laughs> yourself? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, hi, um, I'm M. My pronouns are they, he, or she, and I am here. You are here. Yeah. Oh, technically, I am here. Yeah. I'm in Stockholm yeah. to see you. Exactly. And is it still recording? I assume it is. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. So, um, basically, if you can hear some background noise, it is because it is currently very hot here in Sweden. Um, indeed. Indeed. And, and we, there are also dogs. There are dogs. That might walk in the background as well. Yeah. And, yeah, so we're going to have to make a few sacrifices, but that's okay. <laughs> um... But yeah, so today, Em and I are going to talk about spirituality and gender. Yes. Because we both have experiences with both, both of those things. We have experiences with gender. <laughs> yeah, and spirituality. And we also have some wine. Yes. So you might, you might hear that too. Hear the wine? Hear the wine. <laughs> you might hear some <laughs> slurping <laughs> from either the wine or the dogs. Um, yes. Okay. This is starting off great. Yeah. This is wonderful. Oh, absolutely wonderful. Okay. All right. Do we have a time limit? Uh, not really. Like, if, okay. it, if, it's, if it's too long, I think we're going to be like, let's wrap up this episode and yeah. then we can make another one. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, do you want to talk a bit about your experiences with gender first? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, I, I am trans. Um, I... I'm 26 years old, and I realized that I was trans when I was around, uh, it was in 2015, mm-hmm. so I was 20. Yeah. Um, well, technically, I was still 19, and I thought that I was a binary trans guy, as we all know. Um, well, maybe not all of us, but, <laughs> but as we both know. Yeah. And then I, after a while, I realized, oh, I'm actually non-binary. I don't really relate to any kind of gender, but I don't feel like I need to express that in any sort of way. Yeah. And then after a couple of years, I realized, oh, I'm actually repressing a huge part of myself. Right. I need to express myself. Otherwise, life is... I'm throwing my life away, essentially. Yeah. So I went on this huge self-growth journey and, like, you know, everything. It doesn't only have to do with gender, because it has to do with yourself as well. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Definitely. Um, but, yeah, and now I am fully embraced in my (laughs) non-binary identity um and um yeah and it's very connected to my spirituality like we've talked about yes that's very interesting so yeah um and i i i I was assigned female at birth if that is relevant maybe it is maybe yeah i mean um we could uh because i I, i'll talk a little bit or just briefly about mine as well so i i do identify as as i identify as a trans guy like i um we talked about this a bit earlier, but I feel that identity is such... And this does tie into spirituality. Yeah. Um, but it's like... It's just sort of words that we use. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's so, just labels. Yeah, so right now, for, for, for the listeners, I... So, around M, I feel very liberated. <laughs> so... And I, you, I feel honoured. Oh, no, it's okay. Like, and I, I got this skirt the other day, and it was a very nice, witchy aesthetic. It is. And I was like... Thank you. I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear the skirt now. And, and it's a brown skirt, very, like, earth tones. So I feel is very it brown? grounded. It yeah, is brown. Yeah, it is. Oh, actually. I thought it was black. Yeah, no, it's brown. And um, 
Earlier when we were walking the dogs, I walked outside barefoot and it was just yeah. lovely. And then I have kind of my uh, dangly um, necklaces that I always wear. And, um, and that's something that a few years ago, not even a few years ago, a year ago, six months ago, I could never have dreamt of... Oh, really? Yeah, no, never. Oh, wow. Like, being around someone like this, yeah. I, I could never have dreamt of that because... Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and it's... I feel honoured. No, it's okay. <laughs> like, like I, I feel honoured too that I, I, I feel like yeah. I'm in an accepting environment. You are. Oh, thank this you. This is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Wow, this turned into something else. <laughs> yeah. We're having a moment. But um, no, it's, it's because... Um, so when, when I was younger, I, or when I was in the beginning of my trans guy days... I, um, I felt, and I was very aware of this need to express something feminine. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like myself if I was super masculine all the time. And I didn't really understand what that meant for me. And I was kind of confused and kind of scared that like, mm-hmm. what if I think that I'm something I'm not, right? Because I, I felt like I needed this outlet of femininity, but I didn't give myself that. Um, but what I would do is I would dress up in private and or I would make YouTube videos where I dressed up as female characters and that was kind of an outlet of that. Yeah. But I was still really embarrassed. So if someone asked, I would be like, oh, it's just a character. Oh. Yeah. And I haven't said that out loud before. Um, but yeah, but now I'm, I'm older and I'm a lot more comfortable. And yes, I, I do identify as a guy and go by he and pronouns and that's how I feel comfortable fitting in in society. That may very well change in the future and I'm completely fine with that. Um, and it's something I had to promise myself early on in my transition that I, I remember watching these detransition videos and when you're a young trans guy I feel like everyone's so scared of detransitioning and it, and, it, and it feels like the scariest thing in the whole universe yeah. and it feels like a life or death sort of situation. Yeah. I couldn't deal with that pressure so I would kind of, it's kind of like exposure therapy where I would watch all of these detransition videos. And this was in like 2015-ish. Mm. So, and for anyone who's like on the youngest side, I guess, like in 2015, it's not that long ago, but it was a very different it was, environment it online was. for trans people. It really, really was. And on YouTube, there was, there was not a lot of detransitioners. Yeah. But there were a few. And, and as you said, it was a very different environment than it is today. Yeah. But I would watch these detransition videos because I would be like, you need to be comfortable with this. Like, you need to be comfortable that this may be a possibility in the future. Yeah. Because I wanted to make sure that I had to transition for the right reasons. Yeah. And I didn't feel any pressure. Yeah. Because I feel like I, I was scared that I would commit to something and then I would realize it was wrong and then I would feel like I ruined my life. Yeah. Um, Which is, some people feel like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, that's, and it's com- okay. It's okay, it's valid, but it's also sad because I want people to accept themselves. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know? exactly. Yeah, nobody wants to feel like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be okay that maybe I'll change in the future. And obviously that would be something... I still can't imagine what it would be like to go through that and to be the transition. Yeah. So I say this now, but I obviously do not have the experience. Yeah. I don't even have the experience of going from like trans guy to non-binary. Yeah. Uh, identifying. But like... I don't know. My point being that like, <laughs> I felt I felt very uncomfortable with this, but then, especially the last year, I've like I've realized it doesn't fucking matter. Like 
Yeah. If I feel good wearing something, that doesn't change anything. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Do you want more wine, by the way? Uh, yeah. Okay. Actually, I was just going to say something. So if you can give me some more yes. wine, then... Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, and I'm sure that you agree, but tell me if you don't. Um, yeah. The whole thing about, like, um, when we said that it's just words that we use anyway. Right. What we mean isn't that you can't feel like a man or you can't feel like a woman. Oh, no. Or you can't feel non-binary. It just means that, like we said earlier, like, someone who feels like you could just as well identify as non-binary. That's, yeah. Because that's the relationship that they have with that word. And Definitely. someone who identifies as me could be a detransitioner or someone who, you know, because I went off testosterone, I've started looking a lot more feminine, I get gendered as female some fucking how <laughs> a lot these days, which I didn't used to. Yeah. Um, I've had top surgery, I've been on testosterone for like three years. And it's like someone who identified, uh, someone who is like me and has my experience could identify as a detransitioner. Yeah. Some people online have essentially called me a detransitioner. Really? Yeah. Uh, which is, I don't feel like I'm detransitioning. I feel like I'm growing and evolving in, my, yeah. in myself. Um, and someone who feels like me could identify as a man or they could identify as non-binary. And I just use non-binary because that's the most accurate label. But yeah. I don't feel like anything except me. You know? I completely, I completely relate to that. And I yeah. think that uh, when I was younger, unintentionally, I dipped into, or like stuck, or dipped my toes into spirituality when I was first questioning my gender. Oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't aware of it, but I remember having these moments because I would, I would really think, and I would think about labels and I would think about how I felt. And I don't know if everyone who's trans can relate to this at all, but... This was when I was like, yeah, like 13, because, uh, you know, I was quite young. Um, and I remember entering this sort of space where I was, dis- <laughs> this sounds weird, but like I was disconnected from my body and, and my identity. And I was like, I am I. Like, I don't know what else to put, like what label to put on it, but I'm just me but not necessarily in an identity way i just remember repeating like i am i and it was a lot more all-encompassing than i i don't know it's it's weird looking back now because i didn't at the time i didn't have any kind of foundation uh for this kind of experience but i remember feeling it very strongly and kind of feeling it in my soul that i don't have a gender like i'm just i just i'm just floating around i'm just existing yeah but now i uh, I'm also a lot more into spirituality than I was then, and I've, you know, I've, I've kind of uh, matured my use on spirituality, yeah. but um, as much as I know that I am, I am just me, and I don't, like, the, okay, the, 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 the thing that is experiencing the world yeah. Does that make sense? Kind of the entity that is experiencing this world. The awareness. That, the awareness, that exactly. Is you not entity, yes. Yeah. The awareness does not have a gender. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I feel that way too. Yeah, it's just an awareness, you know. And, yeah. I, and I have these experiences and I, you know, all of this sort of fun stuff. Um, but uh, it doesn't have a gender. But I also acknowledge that my um, earthly body... Oh my! This is this is starting to sound very meta and very <laughs> woo. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, my I understand that 
this identity and this body that I'm in, uh, in the society that we are in, does have a gender. Yeah, like, exactly. And, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like, things are... What gender is... Okay, I feel like we need to start off with a baseline. Okay. Uh, of like, like, gender is... Well, there's lots of different theories on what gender is, but essentially what we can all agree on is gender is a label that we put on a concept that we've made out of different things that we've just put. Like, imagine that we have a ball, and then we put in, okay, blue, cars, mm. uh, being strong, muscles, not showing motion, flat chest, um, fucking, like, I don't know, I was going to say carpentry, maybe that's not, <laughs> but you know, like, we put all these random assorted things into yeah. a ball, and then we say, this is masculine, this is a man. Mm. They're not actually inherently connected necessarily yeah like i'm not saying that biological sex doesn't exist but they're not like connected in in the sense that you have to be a certain way and like certain things and exist in a certain way in the world just because you're born with a certain set of genitals yeah but in that bowl we've put in genitals we put in blue we put in being strong not showing emotions not crying and and then we're brought up with those with this assumption that you have to act this way if you're born this way mm. and that's what gender is essentially so like we are gendered and gender is put upon us yeah throughout our lives but it's not i forgot what my original point was no 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 but <laughs> it's, it's i'm no, usually more coherent i'm like three glasses of wine yeah no so. no it's, it's okay <laughs> honestly i think that it's good that we kind of we just spill our thoughts, yeah, and then they exactly. can connect them for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, if anything doesn't make sense, or if we sound extremely bigoted, it's not... Please, <laughs> just let us know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'd love some feedback. Yes. But, um, yeah, no, I completely, I completely agree. And um, I don't mean to sound dismissive or belittling or condescending when I'm saying... Ooh, controversial. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 like, when I'm saying, my earthly body has a gender, because I'm not saying that if you don't... that if you do identify strongly with a gender, that you're not spiritual, for example. Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah, cause, I feel that. Because I, I do legitimately identify as a guy, as a boy, as a man. Hmm. Like, um, but... Well, no, that's actually wrong. I don't. Because <laughs> it's not like my soul identifies as it. Yeah. But it's like... But you as, as, the, as the character, Kovu, as Kovu, playing in this Dungeons & Dragons game of life. Yeah, exactly. And, and right now, I'm a young man, yeah. you know, who is, who is queer, yeah. you know. And um, that doesn't mean that I... See, I find... Here's the difference. I see me, I'm... I'm just existing, and you can put all of these labels on me. You yeah. can put, like, a man, trans guy, queer, bi, gay, whatever, fanboy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I feel that when I was younger, I would find labels, and then I would act, like, act accordingly, according to those labels. Yeah. So it's like, when I say that I'm a queer man, it's, that's something, by the way, that's been difficult for me to say, because I've had a lot of internalized, like, homophobia and transphobia in the past, mm, which yeah. we talked a bit about earlier, but it's like, I don't then live out my life based on that. Like, it's not like I say, I'm a queer man, therefore I'm wearing a skirt today. It's yeah. like, I'm wearing a skirt right now, and then some people would perceive me as a queer man. Exactly. And that's, we talked about that earlier as well, like, people find, uh, 
power through different things. Mm. So, for example, we talked about not going to get into that whole like discourse, but we talked about how sometimes, even though we wouldn't use neo pronouns, for example, yeah, for some people, for example, somebody's I don't know, just let's make up a character, someone who's grown up as as very um, conservative, they might grow up and then find oh i don't actually have to be this way mm. and their way of finding power in themselves is through starting to use neo pronouns and that's how they learn to love themselves and accept themselves yeah and maybe that's temporary maybe that's permanent mm, yeah but just because i don't find that using that kind of language for myself is a way to learn to love myself or accept myself or empower myself that doesn't mean that it's not valid and useful for that person. that's true actually yeah so it's like you calling yourself a man means something different for you than if I were to call myself a man, yeah. for example. And, and, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's words and we relate to them differently. Yeah, that's the thing. And I also want to throw that in because that, uh, that's a very good point And it made me a bit aware of my language here. I don't mean to express that someone who does find labels like, um, what's it called? Empowering. That that's yeah. invalid. That if you think of yourself... Like, say someone's like, okay, I'm a queer man, therefore I can wear a skirt. And they find it empowering. And they're like, I have, like, my queer man ancestors who kind of paved the way for me. And, like, yeah. it's, it's very... I can, I can completely see how it's useful to find importance in labels. Yeah, definitely. Um, but again, to me, that feels more like, as you said, like the Dungeons and Dragons. Like, <laughs> reference <laughs> yeah. is, like... Or, or, or uh, what's it called? Yeah. Life is a Dungeons and Dragons game. Yeah, That's it's like, it it's, I, I, and this is, oh, fuck, hang on, <laughs> <laughs> it's the wine. I but know, we're, I, we're not doing well. <laughs> okay, I think we're, we're kind of standing on the edge, or edge here. I feel like we need to really delve into spirituality now, because yeah. it's come to a point where we cannot continue this conversation exactly. without well i feel should we should we i don't know how to stru- how we should structure this should we because the should we tell the story of how we know each other and then how we started talking more because that's also related to spirituality yeah it is does it that is. make sense yeah. yeah yeah all right so apparently it has to do with uh kobu's brother downloading <laughs> That's um, very far back. Yeah, and um, no, um, so we followed each other for a few years on social media. Yeah, it's also because I, uh, I found you on FDM Trans- Transtastic. Yes, which is a collaborative channel that I used to be on on YouTube. Yeah. A few years back. And and also, so in like say twenty fifteen twenty sixteen, as I said earlier, internet was a different place. Yes. And I, so I'm Norwegian. And M's Swedish. Yes. And I had never seen a Scandinavian trans guy before. Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly the same thing that I had. I was like, oh my God, there's n- not that many people talking about their transition in Scandinavia. Yeah. Cause... And also, weirdly enough, Sweden and Norway, at least at that point, were very different in terms of your ability to transition. Yeah. Norway oh, was it... a lot more difficult. Yeah. Norway is still difficult. Yeah. To be fair. So it was, it was interesting to learn about and follow someone who like had that experience yeah yeah definitely because i i i always saw americans online yeah, or exactly. some british people yeah but uh yeah it, w- it was nice that there was i felt like there was someone i could relate to yeah so that's why i watched you and like followed you and yeah no same and then yeah and then we sort of like 
you know, when you comment on each other's stuff and you like each other's stuff sometimes, but we didn't actually, like, know each other. And then, I don't know what happened. You got into spirituality and I was like, hi! <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm sorry, I'm eating. Yeah, and, um, then, and then we started calling and I think the first time we called we talked for like six hours or something yeah it was very it was quite intense yeah, <laughs> it was no basically so um yeah it's like liking each other's pictures I thought you were really cool yeah. like no I always thought you were really cool really too. yeah but I didn't want to like obviously I didn't want to like initiate a friendship because for a long time I was like 20 and you were like 16 yeah and it was like I was like I'm not interacting with I'm not engaging in friendships with you you know what I mean. i'm glad like, you didn't know 16 year old me That's yeah <laughs> exactly no and i feel like there's a certain respect that has to be there between minors versus adults you yeah know? but like, you I can feel like, like each other's pictures when you're but... 20 and 26 because my brother's 25 yeah and um no like now we're fine yeah we're, yeah, yeah. We're on the exact same level but it yeah was like the the younger you are the more the difference is like i don't know yeah no i, I completely relate and it's like yeah, because I'm, say, my brother, for or as an example, when I was younger, I've always had a really great relationship with him, but yeah. it's a five-year, like, age gap, and so, say he's 18, and your siblings, how old are you then, 13? Uh, I, I don't do maths seven, very eight, yeah. well. So, when I was 13, and he was 18, like, he didn't think it was that cool that his younger sibling hung out with him <laughs> and his mates, right? Yeah, yeah. But now, that is, like... 20 and 25 I hang out with his friends and we drink and like yeah we yeah. talk and, and again like for anyone who's young I don't know what your audience is but like for anyone who's younger that, and listening like it's there's a huge difference between even just 18 and 20 yes like, and especially between like 16 and 20 yeah there's a huge difference that is not there when you're 20 and 25 there's a huge difference yeah um, there really is but yeah uh, yeah no so uh, this year, I fell into spirituality. Like, I've, I've been... So when I was young, I'm going to make a full episode about this later, but yes. it's like, when I was younger, I was, I was into spirituality, and then I went into this, like, super atheist phase, which I've talked to you about, and then uh, I started collecting bones and dead animals, and then it was like, hmm, I want to be respectful to these, you know? And then this year, I just, like, tripped and fell, you know, and, like, <laughs> into this hole. And I noticed that you thought in a similar way to me. Yeah, no, I think you posted something in your story or something, and you were like, if anyone else is... Spir-, and I think I'm, I messaged you, and then we talked for a bit, and after a while, I was like, if you ever want to call yeah, and, like, chat about this, let's do that. And then we did, and then we were like... Honestly, it felt like we'd known each other for a lot. I don't yeah. know. I just feel like we connected. <laughs> no, no, we definitely did. And um, also just the voice messages. I remember. I right, see. Because yeah. we communicate sort of exclusively <laughs> through like these spams of like voice messages. It's horrible because Instagram only allows you to send one minute voice messages. And we sent like 20 of those yeah. at one time. And it's like, I listened to your voice messages. It took me half an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it it really is. So um, and that's how we communicate. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I decided to go from Norway to Sweden to see you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now we're here. Now we're here. <laughs> yeah. So that's our story. Um, yeah, and we've had a lot of conversations about spirituality. So we thought we'd chat about that. <laughs> yes. 
Okay, I so... felt like this was a like a twenty four minute introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, it was somewhat entertaining. Yeah. Um, do we like just quickly introduce our spiritual beliefs as well, just to give people a concept? I think of... I think we should. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first? Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> it's so difficult because. Oh. <laughs> Remember that, like the 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 spectrum here is like, are you Christian? Okay. Or are you a Satanist. You, oh, you know, yeah, like, you yeah, know yeah. spiritual spirituality means different things for different people. It does. So I'm, uh, I grew up in like a traditionally Christian household, but we were never religious. Like we celebrated Christmas. You know, Scandinavia is like yeah, Christianity. Yeah. You celebrate Christmas and Easter and shit. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously we have some connection to Norse mythology. So we do a very strong connection. Yeah, there, we do. Um, so, because. It was literally here on this land. Yeah. But when, when I was when I was younger, I didn't... Obviously, I've always heard stories of, like, Odin and Thor and stuff like that, but I didn't really know them very well until later. Um, but, yeah, so it was never, like... Uh, what's it called? Mono... When you only have one god. Monotheistic. Yeah. It, it, was, it was never like that for me. Um, but I didn't necessarily believe in it. And then uh, I went into my atheist phase, and then... Uh, okay. A few years ago, I had a crisis, <laughs> and and I uh, I was very depressed and I was very atheist. And I'm not saying that if you're atheist, you're gonna be depressed. But I, I was, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not wording this right. I it wasn't, I nothing against atheism. Yeah, no, uh, of course not. Yeah, no, 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 because I I. Yeah, okay, I'm going to make a proper explanation, so don't assume anything of what I'm saying right now. Like, listen to me in a later episode, but basically... Anyone who's still hanging on, bless you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you for that. No, but, um, so I was at this point where I was also very interested in science, and then everything that I felt, I explained it as chemical reactions. And I was talking to you about this yesterday, where it was like, I would bottle up my emotions and wouldn't allow myself to feel... Sadness, for example, I felt that it was completely useless because it was just chemical reactions caused by some situation. But then it ended up being the same with happiness. So whenever I felt happy, I would dismiss that as, oh, it's just stupid, like, chemical reactions in my brain. This isn't real. Or, like, it's, it's not that it's not real, but it's not valid because it's just mechanical. Everything was chemical and mechanical. Um, and then I ordered... Well, yeah, so I was very depressed. And then I felt like I was longing for some sort of relief because this was fucking horrible. The worldview that I had was so depressing. It was like, why are we here just to suffer? Like that sort of thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it, and it was horrible. And I, and I was very suicidal and I just, I needed my worldview to change. So then I, uh, online, I all of a sudden fell into these, uh, well, I, get, I got very interested in psychedelics. So I would watch a lot of documentaries on that because people would be like talking about these grand experiences that they yeah. had. It's the perfect merging of spirituality and science. Yeah, it? Yeah. it is. It is. And it was, it was, I'm still quite, like, I am creative, but I'm also quite scientifically and practically minded. Yeah. It's the Virgo in me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so that was very interesting. And then I started to kind of, you know, self-medicate as you do. And I had some experiences that weren't very good. Um, but during this time, I ordered this book called Agora at the Left Hand of God, which I've talked about. Yeah. It's by Robert E. Svobodi, I think. And I collect bones and I'm into 
kind of morbid stuff. I think it's very fascinating. Not that the bones are morbid, which is a rant that I can go on some yeah. other time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, yeah, but it, I'm I'm interested in stuff like that. Always been interested in like true crime and stuff. So there was this agora is this um, specific erettning, um, like direction within Hinduism, like a specific yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a path. Yeah, it's a path yeah. in, in, in Hinduism where why it's called the book is called um Agora at the Left Hand of God is because mm-hmm. in uh not that I know an awful lot about this, and I think I've explained this before, but in, in religion and spirituality there's often two paths. So in Hinduism, and please do correct me if I'm wrong, but there is there there is this underlying notion that everything is sort of one. Mm-hmm. You know, and and which you'll find in a lot of Western spirituality as well yeah um and and the right hand path and the left hand path are sort of different ways to um get in touch with the divine so with a lot of religions the right hand path is like um you 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 seek purity in like chastity uh like you won't have sex and you won't drink alcohol because those are impure things mm, and, okay. yeah. and it's sort of that uh yeah you need to be pure and it's it's, it's the virgin you know yeah. glorifying the yeah. virgin and stuff um agora is kind of it, it's it's on the left hand path of, of uh, hinduism where they yeah. argue everything is already god like everything is already divine mm. and everything is technically pure yeah. So what you need to do to reach that divinity is to rid yourself of your worldly taboos. Because in society, we, for example, learn that, like, death is this disgusting thing. Yeah. So what the Agoris will do is that they will have, um, they will have uh, uh, sadhanas or, like, rituals on top of corpses. And, and they spend a lot of time in the, in the smashan. I'm not completely sure how to pronounce that, but it's the, you know, in... Uh, in India, it's common to like burn or cremate the bodies, and they have yeah. kind of an area for that. So it's kind of like a graveyard, but not quite. Mm-hmm. So it's where they where they cremate the bodies, and they will do a lot of meditation there, and they will kind of smear oh, themselves yeah. with the ashes. And it's something that a lot of people would see as this grotesque thing, but they're like, it is divine. And I'm not saying that this is necessarily right, because you know there can be like you can get illnesses and you can blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, yeah. from a Western perspective, we know mess. Western medicine and it's like we know that you shouldn't lick a bone that you find in the forest because it may be yeah. contaminated no, exactly. but... yeah but it's just different perspectives on, on... yeah so so uh, I read that book and I everything around me collapsed my whole worldview collapsed and I think that my oh yeah it, it's relevant to say that I ordered this book a few years ago when I was going through that crisis but I thought it was going to be about this grotesque Indian tribe but when I started it, 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 it covered concepts in spirituality that was so foreign to me that I couldn't delve into the book. So I, oh. yeah, so I put the book on my bookshelf and left it for like two years. And then I was home uh, for Easter this year and I was in quarantine because of COVID. And then I wanted to read something and I randomly picked up that book and started reading it. Yeah. Uh, it's also relevant to say that before this. So I was having a crisis this year as well, a spiritual crisis, yeah. where I felt that I had completely lost my footing so i got some i started got, getting more into spirituality last last year so 2020 and uh i delved into it by buying my first tarot deck right you know this yeah. was around december so it's quite fresh for me still yeah 
Um, and that was like a big thing for me. And then I remember in March, I was, I was having a crisis and I was like, what can I do? Like, I, I felt so bad. Like, it's not in a, necessarily in a depression way, but it's like, I don't know what my worldview is. Like, I need some sort of direction here. Yeah. And then I was pulling cards and it was like, the message was, wait. Like, something is coming. Something is coming soon. Just you wait. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm in this Blutslag, which Blut is like, um, how do I explain that? It's like a... It's essentially, it's like an offering ritual within Norse paganism. Yeah. But it's not offering as in, we're going to behead a chicken. Yeah, like, no, no. I bring some crackers, I put them on a rock. Yeah, basically, exactly. That's... And, and we do a little thing, you know. Yeah, so so that was a very good explanation, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this was my first one. And uh, I've actually only been to that one. Well, I've been to some online ones, but I was in the UK. Mm. And my Blutslag is in Norway. Um... So yeah, I I offered and I asked Odin because I'm I don't heavily connect to Norse mythology. Like I love I love knowing that it's my culture and it's what my ancestors did. Mm-hmm. But I don't really connect with with the storyline <laughs> a lot. Like I don't know. But Odin is like he's my guy. Like um, we can talk about deities at some point or deities. But Odin I adore because he has a lot of wisdom. Yeah, and he's like the all father. And yeah. he knows a lot of stuff. So I remember asking... He, he gave an eye to know stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I admire that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I remember... So this was a few days after I pulled that tarot, or tarot reading. And I was like, asking Odin, please show me what direction to go in. Like, I, I need some sort of guidance. And, you know, offered some stuff. Whatever. Flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... It was just a few days after that that I picked up that book and I started reading it and my whole world oh, like really? fell apart. Yeah, it was really weird and it was a really intense experience. That is cool. Yeah, and my learning curve from that went like it was very steep. Yeah. Um, and now I'm here. Yeah. And but it's like <laughs> it's really weird because I understand that not everyone will will connect to that book. I want you to read it at some point. I'm gonna lend it to you. I would love to. Okay, but it's like. Um, You'll see my markings in it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but, um, what was I going to say? Um, it's like, it's a very, I understand that the book may not like vibe with everyone. Yeah. Because to me, it wasn't really necessarily what was said specifically in the book, like the concepts. It was kind of like, reading between the lines or there would be like one line that really resonated with me and I would sit there for like 10 minutes be like whoa <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so it's yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not um I'm not Hindu and I'm not going to convert to Hinduism although there's a lot of concepts there that are very fascinating to me yeah I haven't grown up in that culture so it I I can relate to some of the like everything is one sort of concepts yeah but the more specifics I can't yeah plus um yeah no there's a lot there but basically that book was very it overwhelmed me yeah (laughs) and now to this is very long but to (laughs) to summarize very quickly my obviously my spirituality is still growing and stuff but um mainly i um i'm not part of one specific thing like, I'm interested in paganism, and you could call me a pagan, I suppose, but I'm not purely that. I'm interested in, like, old... What's it? Vedic? Vedic? Yeah. 
like stuff, but it's it's I'm kind of getting ideas from everywhere and just kind of yeah. just like scrambled eggs. And you're, I just, you're learning. Yeah, I am yeah. learning. That's yeah. the thing. I am I am very much the fool still. Yeah. yeah. And um, you're the page. I am the, the page. This is these are tarot references. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like. Uh, I I see, I I do see everything as one. Yeah. And I don't think that I think that separation is an illusion. Um, yeah. and I have in terms of like deities and stuff. I don't really have one, but I have a mother figure which I've talked to you about quite yeah. a bit, which is like a great comfort for me. Um, but she's not. She's kind of, she's more like a spirit guide, but she's not specifically a spirit guide. She's not quite a guard. She's yeah. just kind of there. She's it's just, a vibe. It's a vibe. She's just around and she's <laughs> yeah. helping me. And I was literally talking to her yesterday and I was like, please be with me on my travels. <laughs> today I'm going to travel far. She always is. Yeah. So it's fine. Yes. How about you? <laughs> Actually, it's interesting because as I, obviously I know all of this already. Yeah. But listening to it now, it strikes me how sort of different our backgrounds in spirituality have been. Yeah. Although we're at a very similar point right now. Like, we believe pretty much the same things. But, like... Can I just shoot into something? Yeah. I'm so sorry for interrupting. Oh, interrupting. No, it's not... I'm eating crisps, by the way. But, um... <laughs> this, um... Just something I can relate it to. So, oftentimes, for your, like, FYI, um... We'll send each other some tarot readings that we do. Yeah. And often, this is something I've heard from M a lot, is we kind of we kind of say each other's interpretations. Yeah. And then Emmy's like, "You interpreted the cards in a very different way or way than I did, but you came to the same conclusion." Exactly. Yeah. And and that's yeah. happened a lot. Where like we see the cards kind of meaning different things, but we conclude with the same yeah. thing. We just exactly. have different ways of getting there. Exactly. I feel like a lot of spirituality is like that. Like, it's all different paths to the same end goal. I genuinely think it is. Whatever like... you want to say. Like, I don't think it's... Um, to start off with a baseline, my spirituality is very much like I, I'm not searching for the truth. Because mm. I did for a long time. I was searching for the truth. I wanted to know what the ultimate truth is. I wanted yeah. to be right. And it just made me feel horrible. Oh, because I Because whenever really I believed in something, it made me doubt and I was doubting, is this actually the truth? And after a while, a while meaning many years, like 10 years, yeah. I realized that this is not making me feel good. So maybe it's not about finding the truth. Maybe it's about finding what makes your life sustainable. Yeah, and figuring out how you relate to the universe. Yeah, exactly. And, and just because it's not, it's not the end of the world. We're all going to live and die anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my introduction into spirituality was... It's going to sound a lot more, like, out there than it actually was, but I I don't want to get into this too much because I don't like to talk about my spirituality or my personal spiritual path that much publicly. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about theories. I'll chat forever about that. Yeah. Things I've been through, I like to keep a bit on the down low. But basically, I started having... Imagine an in-between between a daydream and a dream. I think I've talked to you about this yeah, before. Yeah, but yeah. It's a very it's a daydream, but it's not entirely a daydream. Um, when I was around thirteen, where I would be, um, I would encounter a lot of different concepts, and through a progression of events, I started reading about shamanism, 
which is a very broad concept. Shamanism is spiritual, a spirituality, a spiritual practice, a way of looking at the world that exists in all different old cultures globally, essentially. Um, so it's not belonging to just one culture. There's Native American shamanism. There's Old Norse shamanism. Mm. Um, and I recognized a lot of these concepts in the general branch of shamanism. And I was like, how did I figure this out? Yeah. Because my dad's a pastor, a very, very open... I was not raised to be religious. I was raised with, like, Jesus loved everyone, but it wasn't like I was expected to be a Christian or anything. Right. And I wasn't expected to be atheist. I just grew up with the notion that God exists. And then I went to a kindergarten that was kind of like... They gave us crystals, like it was, <laughs> but it wasn't like the 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 only thing I remember from that is like they taught us that if you're gonna break a branch off a tree, you have to ask for first because the trees are alive. Mm. That's all I remember. So I was raised with spirituality exists, but I wasn't taught any specific thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so I just pulled all of these things out of my ass basically, and then I started reading about shamanism, and I was like, I found these concepts, and they existed in almost exactly the same phrasing right. that I had heard in my head. So they came to you without you having any previous knowledge Exactly. About and so I was like, there must be something here. What is going on? Yeah. And so I started reading about shamanism, which was a, a thing in and of itself, because especially during this time, which was around 20, 2009, 2010, 2011, um, there was a lot of cultural appropriation yeah. that wasn't being addressed. And so I had to go through a lot of problematic sources and stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, I had to learn to weed that out. And yeah. Um, so I read a lot of spiritual books and I engaged in spiritual communities physically and online. And I just kept developing my own spirituality, I guess, a little bit. I've been doing tarot on and off for about seven years. Very on and off. It's basically the past, like, two years that I've been doing it seriously. And um, I meditate sometimes. <laughs> I feel like it. Yeah. I feel like I am in touch with my spirit guides a lot. And I, you know. But I'm very rooted in... Like, for me, it's very important that spirituality is rooted in something i'm always like i'm that boring person who'll always be like you know if you believe in something i'm like what is that anchored to yeah where does that trace back to like for example as you know i have no problem with people believing in angel numbers but do you know where that belief comes from mm. do you know where that originated from are you aware of that? And knowing that, yeah. can you stand behind it? Because that was it? that woman. Actually, can you talk a little bit, or a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, as far as I have seen in my very quick Googling research, <laughs> um, because I'm not very into angel numbers and stuff, that was originated by a woman called Doreen Virtue, who uh, is a character in and of herself. She is. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about her, but... Um, if you see something spiritual on TikTok or on social media, it's, I think it's fine to believe in whatever. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to lie. Like, sometimes if I see 11-11, I'm going to be like, oh, 11-11. Yeah. And I think that it is possible that someday my guides might communicate with me through that because I know. Yeah. They know that I might pay attention to that. But 
um, you have to know where your stuff comes from. You know, yeah. you have to know what it's grounded in because if it's not, it's very easy to use spirituality as a way to escape from difficult things. Definitely. It's very easy to fall into spiritual bypassing, which is essentially when you try to escape your life and you try to justify problematic things through your spirituality and it's very easy for people to take advantage of you mm. it's very easy for um, harmful ideologies to make their way into spirituality and so it's very important that you know where your stuff comes from essentially yeah. and that you can you know anchor it in something that makes sense and I guess because of that I'm very into like folk Folk music and folk music <laughs> and like folk, like anything like that that has roots in the past. I like that because I mm. feel like it's anchored in something. Yeah, I, I want to challenge you a bit. All right? It's, I'm it's scared. No, 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 it's not bad, <laughs> but it's just like because I relate so much to that. Like, so I, I, I did music in college and I'm very into classical music and very into. Okay, so when I started college, because, like, vocals was my main instrument, mm -hmm. and I wanted to sing rock music when I started, and then my teacher was like, your voice does not fit that. Let's try classical and opera. And right. so I was kind of forced into that. I don't know if it's a, it's, if it's a word in Swedish, but in Norwegian we have this um, uh, word called miljöskade. Miljöskade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The environment. Yeah, it's like damage. Yeah, in, in my, it's basically environmental damage. But it's very funny. I can say that I was milieu scala by going to that college school because now I'm a classical music nerd. Oh, or co college yeah, school yeah, yeah. music. Oh college. yeah, we we say that a lot. We say arbit scala, which is uh, right, work yeah. damaged. Yeah, yeah, so it's the same thing. And it's not because I was literally damaged, but it's like yeah. I was in this environment where there were a lot of where there was a lot of classical music, and I was mm -hmm. kind of. Um, Tvangssocialisert, which yeah. is another word, which means like, <laughs> yeah. uh, what's that in English? Like, f force, socialized by force. Forcibly socialized? Yeah, it's like that. So it was like, I was just in this environment where there were these influences, and then yeah. now I'm hopeless. Yeah. You know? And that's, in English, that sounds very bad, but like, it does. In, in Scandinavian, that's, it's that, not that serious. That's a type of humor. Yeah. That's the thing. That's exactly. what Scandinavians find very funny. Yeah. Are these like weird words. Exactly. So. Like we in Sweden, we have a word called sykbrit, which is means psychotic break. Right. But it just means that like, I was a bit upset at something. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's oh, it. This is another thing. Scandinavian humor is very specific. Yeah. And it's it great. Is. Yeah. Yeah. No, but anyway. Yeah. So, Okay. You were challenging. I was. Me I'm challenging to you. a duel. No, not not quite a duel, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's the slinger in the west. Yeah, no, it's because I relate so much, and I use classical music as an example because I was like, this is so magical because I'm engaging in something that people before me engaged with, like hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Someone listened to this music and they felt the same thing. So I felt like this music was more real and more valid. But one of my best friends, he's very into like, he's. Hello. That's a dog. <laughs> um, he's very into... He's, he's, that's the one I told you about earlier, Johannes, who's yeah. kind of hopeless at everything that isn't music and yeah. food. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he knows it, but he's extremely talented when it comes to music. Mm -hmm. And he has this, like... You know, he plays keyboard mostly, 
and he uses a lot of these different like electronic sounds mm -hmm. and at the beginning that was very foreign to me and i was like no i only want like real raw instruments in the music i listen to oh which... god you're calling me out <laughs> <this one? laughs> no 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 i'm still this is still my yeah, music preference no no, no. yeah yeah oh, yeah we're gonna <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talk about music as well yeah it's all connected it is all right. no but i saw i saw this as like i saw that electronic music as like not as valid and then i i got to know johannes and he's he's so intelligent he knows so much about music and composition he just like music theory is his thing yeah. like he knows so much and so much flies above my head because i haven't learned this yet i want to one day but i don't think i'll ever be able to because his brain works in a different way but it's music like music theory is fucking it's, it's i studied it at uni it's hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's hard but it's like basically what i was going to challenge you with was this this was a moment where i saw that new inventions can also be clever so yeah. do you feel that everything in spirituality has to be tied to something that has historical roots? No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. uh, like, I absolutely not. Um, but I feel like you need to know where your stuff comes from. Absolutely. That's all. Um, like, if you see something on the internet, if you see something on TikTok, if you see something on Instagram, short form content very easily gets diluted. And in spirituality, it's very easy to read things into that kind of stuff and it's yeah. very easy to like you just need to base your stuff on something and if we take the if the comparison to music theory whether or music whether or not it's electronic or acoustic music it's still the same music theory you're using the same chords you're using the same exactly it doesn't matter it's just different same, instruments exactly and and it's it's still just as valid we're still gonna like different things yeah but you know but with spirituality it's like I don't care if someone's made up a god in three seconds and they're like, I worship this god, it makes me feel great. But I th because I've seen how these damaging sort of... Um, I've seen what spiritual communities can, can sort of contribute to. That sounds very dramatic. But like I've, <laughs> seen, I've seen how it can make people fall into cultural appropriation, which is... Yeah. It's... Cultural appropriation, it's, it's become an online discourse, but when it actually happens properly, it's actually a very serious issue. It's a very big problem. Um, yeah. And it's, it's very, very, very serious. Um, it's very important that white people don't do that. You know? yeah. It's very important that anyone doesn't can you, do that. Can you give, sorry, just to clarify, can you give a specific example of like, cultural appropriation yeah, that no, is very uh, serious? So cultural appropriation, bit technically, is, is um, in certain spiritual beliefs or spiritual practices, um, you cannot separate spirituality from culture. Mm. You cannot separate spirituality from its land and from its people. Um, and that doesn't mean that there aren't concepts that are universal. Within, like, like I said, there's Old Norse shamanism, there's Native American shamanism, yeah. um, and all, that is, it's very similar. You'll find a lot of similarities. You'll find similarities between Greek polytheism and Norse polytheism. Like, there's similarities there. That's the same archetypes. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of similarities, but sometimes things are closed practices, meaning that you have to be initiated or you have to be a part of certain culture in order to fully be able to, I'm a white person, by the way, <laughs> but you know, like you have to, in order to be able to practice that spiritual practice um, in the way that it was intended to, mm -hmm. you have to be a part of that in whatever way it looks. 
Sometimes that is through finding a teacher, being initiated. Sometimes that is through belonging to a certain culture. Mm-hmm. Growing up in the culture, being accepted in the culture by people that are in the culture, whatever. When you take things from a culture that you are not a part of, yeah, you are not going to understand all of the cultural implications. To Absolutely. use a, a, a very undramatic example, the Swedish concept of lagom. Right. Lagom means not too much and not too little. But when I say that, you still don't understand what that means. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not from Sweden or from Scandinavia. Um, yeah, this is a very undramatic example, but it, it, it has cultural connotations. Yeah, even um, I don't like, yeah, understand like, it. Or, or the Swedish concept of fika, which is like having a coffee break with your colleagues. Yeah. It's like it's so ingrained in the culture that it's 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 you're not going to understand it if you're not yeah. part of that culture and when that is paired with the fact that these cultures have been exposed to genocide yeah and literal slavery and so much oppression and and and, and killings and horrible things at the hands of western culture which we and white people, which we can't Compare that to our experience as Scandinavians. No, ex- absolutely not. I was just using a very undramatic yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm to just... make it easy for people to relate yeah. to. But um, so when you when you take some like if I were to say like oh, I love Native American spirituality, as far as I know, again as a white Scandinavian, it's a, it's fine for me to read about that and to be interested in that and to support that. But if I were to say I'm practicing Native American spirituality, yeah, I literally cannot. Even if I read books about that, because I'm not part of that culture, I just, I will never be able to understand all of the context that that has. Yeah. And I, I can admire that spirituality. I can learn about it. I can, I can support it, but it's not mine to practice. And that is because spirituality is intrinsically tied to politics. It's mm. interesting. It's like gender is tied to politics. Yeah. Gender is tied to everything. Like everything is intersectional. You cannot separate it from the land and the people that it belongs to. Yeah. So, yeah, that's basically <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's very it's very very important to me because I was in circles when I was younger where cultural appropriation was very um, very common. Yeah. And when I learned about it and realized that I had been a part of it, I felt extremely bad, and I still do. I feel an obligation to support certain cultures because yeah. I know that I have contributed to not necessarily an oppression but a washing out of their cultures mm. um, which is not excusable in any sense even though I was young it's not excusable you know yeah so that's very important to just get in there I feel yeah yeah um, it's really. and, and the reason that we talk about this is because it's very common it is spiritual circles. it is it's it's so common we could Let's do another one later where we like rant. Um, yeah, we've talked for an hour. Yeah. And we haven't even gotten into it, but it's because there's so much. I feel like this is still nice to listen. I I would listen to this. I would do. Yeah, like it's it's. Yeah, there's just a lot, I, and I. This is the thing, spirituality. I love short form content. Like I probably have ADHD. <laughs> I love short form content. Yeah. But learning about spirituality only through short form content. Does, like TikTok, to yeah, be specific, I'm sorry. It does but. not work. You don't have to read an entire book, but you have to get involved with physical communities or read books or read... You cannot only be on it's, TikTok see, or I, Instagram I or whatever. I think it... Be, okay, so 
Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say soon. Yeah. So hold that thought. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, okay. I, I do. I do have to say though, you can get into spirituality through TikTok. Yeah. 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 yeah of fine. course. Of course. But of you course. can't do all of your resource there. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Reflection. That's the key word. Okay. Just remember the reflection. But I'm reflection. just gonna. So this is. I'm just gonna kind of close the topic that we just talked about. Okay. Okay. Yes. So. So. Uh, what I'm hearing that you say is that it's it's okay to be inspired by concepts because there are a lot for example shamanism as your example there's a lot yeah. of different shamanism around the world yeah but if you're gonna like claim to be part of this specific thing and practice these specific like practices and yeah. use these specific words and language for your spirituality you need to be initiated into certain yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah exactly that's what it is or you have to be part of that and it's, yeah. it's because you cannot separate spirituality from politics yeah. and from culture you you just can't because there's so much more to being human than just one aspect of everything there is there is so say if say uh if you read about uh, native american shamanism i think that you're allowed to be inspired aren't yeah you? definitely and and to think more about these concepts but it's still very much tied to that culture yeah it? and it, there's also i feel personally not being part of any of these cultures I feel like there's a big difference between reading about it mm. or learning about it on social media and actually going to meet someone from that culture. Yes, and absolutely. And having that stuff taught to you. Um, I just think you need to be aware. If you're reading a book about Native American shamanism, who wrote the book? Was it a white person? Yeah. That yeah. visited those cultures? Or is it a person that's part of those cultures? Yeah. You know, you just have to be critical towards your sources and just know where your sources come from. Take what you will from those sources, yeah, yeah. but know where your shit comes from. Because that's what... I don't give a shit what people believe. I just get really annoyed when people don't know where their beliefs come from. Yeah. And they're just like, I believe that this crystal means this because someone on TikTok said that. Who's that person? Yeah. Tell me who that is. Tell me what credentials that person has. Tell me, tell me why you believe that person. Tell me why you believe that. Yeah. Because if you can't say that, that's when you end up going through pipelines yeah. of things that lead you to like harmful beliefs and i think it's important for spirituality to remain a serious practice that we are serious about it yeah you know and we don't use it as escapism yeah i completely relate to that um at the same time though i okay i feel okay the the issue with spirituality now is that it's such a fucking broad topic it is like you yes. can you can say spirituality and that can mean both a person on tiktok who makes videos about crystals yeah you know and thinks this is a pink crystal and it will bring love to you yeah or this is a black crystal and it will traumatize you yeah exactly <laughs> you know yeah. or it could either mean that or it could mean Someone who spent years, like, in deep meditation, who's also having a spiritual practice, but it's completely different. Yeah. Like, and, and, exactly. and that's why it's difficult to discuss spirituality, because you really need to, need to uh, sort of almost specify your beliefs, but that's very challenging, because they are so broad. Yeah, but that's, I really think, even though we've talked literally an hour <laughs> just introducing this topic... This is what's necessary. Yeah. Because if you're going to get into it, you do have to... There is nuance in everything. There is. You know? And, and I mean, I honestly... Like, I am I'm a very chaotic person spiritually. I do believe you can pick up a rock. And you can say, this rock means happiness. 
And that's what it'll mean for you. Because yeah. I, I think that your own belief has a lot of power and your own mind has a lot of power. But then you know where that comes from. I'm not saying you have to believe in a specific thing. I don't, I'm not saying you have to believe in this or that or like that person is, is, has a lot of credentials and, and this other person doesn't. Mm. I just believe you have to be serious about your practice and know where it comes from. Yeah. Then do whatever the fuck you want. It's yeah. not hassle. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there was an hour time limit. For yeah. the first segment, but we were cut off by Kova's phone. Yes, stopping the recording. But we're back. <laughs> we're back. But uh, basically, what I was gonna say is that um, I okay. I feel like if there's no previous kind of historical rec- recordings of your spiritual beliefs, uh, what I meant about the reflection thing is that if you see something on TikTok, at least reflect and like be critical. Yeah, because like even if you can't, even if you can't ground your beliefs in again something that already exists, uh, I think it's important to, if you see something, not just take it at face value. Yeah, and like who said it and what were yeah, they intentions that as well. with that? Because Definitely it is possible that. for people to spread things in spiritual communities, and they do have an underlying ideology or an mm. underlying intention. Maybe they want something from you. Again, you can't separate spirituality from politics you can't separate spirituality from people yeah so yeah okay so we've talked about <laughs> our genders we've talked about our spiritual belief uh, how we came into spirituality and i i kind of believe the same the similar things to you right now i'm very like i'm just in my own personal practice i don't follow any particular path i am into like i said folk like folk law folk magic yeah um and i'm very into like i guess old scandinavian stuff like that um not extremely knowledgeable but knowledgeable about it but yeah yeah so so <laughs> christ <All> right <laughs> uh, okay what about <laughs> it is so bad yeah this is like what's going to be my first question almost but how does your do you feel that your gender identity relates to your spirituality in any yeah. way? Alright, so I feel like I said to you before, I feel like for me personally, <laughs> not necessarily for everyone, being trans is to me it's not transition, to me it's transcending. Aww. Ooh. Um because I feel again very personally that when I my whole gender journey has been about unlearning things that have been taught to me. So ways that I've been taught to be in regards to gender. When I started questioning that, I also started questioning a lot of other things in society, like the whole system that Mm. we live in, the way that we work, um, money in itself and, and everything I started not to bring anything else into this, but we, I, I, you know, the way that we live, I guess. Yeah. I started questioning everything and just being like, why were we taught these things? And all the things that I learned about myself, like I used to think that I was a certain way and that I, you know, because of things that happen to you, you make assumptions, you start telling a story about yourself. And I started questioning that as well. And my whole spiritual journey has been a lot about unlearning things that have been taught to me because Mm. i believe that i am i am the person that i want to be i don't need to become anything 
Yes. But I need to unlearn a lot of things that it's, have been taught. Exactly. It's like shedding those layers. Exactly. And I did that with gender and I've done that with everything else as well, but it started a lot with gender. And gender mm. was the first really radical thing that I that I did. You know, it is a very when you're in a, in a in a trans community, you don't think of transition as a big thing, but taking hormones and getting surgery is a big thing. It is. It it's is. A big and also change the, in your just life. the whole social aspect. Yeah, it is a big change in your life, and it is a very radical thing to do for yourself. And so that's how it's sort of connected. It's it's the unlearning for me that it's connected to my spirituality, mm. um, and the the sort of trying to unlearn and look beyond everything else because i don't feel like i will say i'm non-binary and again i said this to you i will say i'm non-binary but that's just the word i use because it's convenient i myself don't feel connected to the concept of gender at all just in the same way that i don't feel like my worth is connected to how much money i make yes and everything like that so yeah that being said i think gender is interesting Oh, it as definitely a, is. And it has, it has so many cultural aspects yeah. that are absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and I love men. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to lie. Like, I, I think there is, there is sacredness in everything. There is sacredness in being a woman. There is sacredness, is that a word? In being a man. Yeah. There is sacredness in being non-binary. And there is sacredness in perceiving yourself to be, to not really connect with any of those things. And I, it's fine. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I do. Because there is this... Um, I'm not going to talk about specifically where I heard this, but you know, right. it's the whole thing about, oh, uh, I'm spiritual because I've, uh, and I've kind of like, I'm above the whole concept of gender. Yeah. And it's like, I don't need to transition because I know that it's like, yeah, it's, it's tied to, it's an ego thing and I'm beyond that. Exactly. You know, how do you, how do you perceive that? I think that, people can do whatever they want (laughs) you know i don't think any experience is inherently more or less spiritual than another yeah like some people will say it's not spiritual to drink alcohol and then we're here and we're like it comes from the wheat (laughs) and it's the and it it, you know literally that's that's how i see wine (laughs) yeah and that's not to say that you can't have a negative relationship with alcohol but everything is so individual it is and like yes maybe for someone empowerment is found in in saying i don't need to transition yes i need to just define myself however yes but you can't apply that to everyone that's the thing because for someone else their empowerment is found through the physical transition yeah through whatever um and there is there is a lot of sacredness to be found in that if you want if you want oh, to see there it. is and this is this is something that we we can talk about at some other point as well because uh, i feel like it would be very long but it's the <laughs> yeah. whole notion we've discussed this a bit but it's it's the whole notion of like um ascension yes and and like contra being present in your physical body yes and like, why don't we descend Dig yourself a grave. <laughs> go down into the... Uh, like, ugh. I feel like that's what you need to do, though, yeah. like, honestly. Yeah. I have a very, like... I... Whenever I look into mythologies, I love the trickster gods. Right. Because... And that, that's not to say that I necessarily believe in any gods as, as entities. I respect people who do that. That's fine. I don't really care that much. But I love the trickster gods. I love <laughs> Loki. I love... Um, oh, I mean, like, I'm intimidated by him. Yeah, exactly. But that's why I... 
because it's like it's that vibe that general energy that like I'm not saying this about Loki specifically but the trickster vibe is like it questions everything it turns everything mm. on its head and I very much like that because I feel like I don't know it's so hard to describe especially when your food glasses are flying down <laughs> but it's so hard to, but I love the vibe of like just like like that thing I told you about that I had with my with my guides a few weeks ago where I was asking like randomly asking I was a, a, in the tube and I was asking for a sign that everything was going to be okay because I've had a bit of turbulent time lately not that serious but I was just randomly I was like oh I could ask my guys for a sign that everything's going to be okay and then a few minutes later I saw this poster that said something like oh. today uh, t- no yesterday tomorrow uh, yesterday today tomorrow everything's in danger and it was I don't know what it was for it was an ad of some kind and I just almost started laughing out loud because it was such a sarcastic thing i was like imagine if this was the sign they were saying that everything was terrible and everything was going to fall apart and then i realized that maybe that was sort of sarcastic it was kind of taking the piss like out of me it was like and literally since then i've been thinking about that whenever i feel worried and i'm like yesterday today tomorrow everything's in danger and then when i say that to myself i realize no it's not everything's yeah. fine everything's not gonna fall apart and that kind of humor and spirituality i love that yes and i me feel too. like the trickster vibes they they yeah. really have that that's that's the thing because and we've we've discussed this quite a bit because we both agree that or like we believe that the universe has a sense of humor yeah like exactly. a cosmic sense of humor which we've experienced in the like 24 hours that I've yeah been here. especially when you're open to it it's actually spirituality yeah. is really fun it's it's really fun it's really <laughs> funny but a lot of people they see spirituality as this like obviously it is sacred but it i think that humor can also be sacred like yeah, it doesn't have to be taken exactly. seriously all the time yeah and, exactly and also the whole idea that which we've also talked about which is a sentence i'm repeating a lot <laughs> but it's like um it will show itself to you in a way that you can understand yeah so like it it something um i don't know something may be shown to you and you see it in a certain way and connect with it in a certain way that someone else may not have had they seen the same thing. Yeah. But I believe that's likely because you'll have different... Obviously, everyone has different experiences. Yeah. So even if it may, might have been the same message, it can be shown in different ways. Exactly. Like, spirit will show itself to you in the way that you are open for. Yeah, exactly. Meaning that... Yeah, meaning just that. That sometimes we might perceive the same thing and we might perceive it differently or we might get to the same conclusion through different paths, Yeah, basically. Um, and it all kind of comes back to the fact that there's not necessarily one ultimate truth. It's all yeah. just... It's all just whatever it is. <laughs> but even, even then, it's like we cannot comprehend the ultimate truth exactly that's the thing like why do we think that we could ever comprehend the ultimate truth if it's that high and spiritual we, yeah through us through our human we can't. minds and even in in science and this is what kind of so this is i haven't i forgot completely forgot to mention this in my recap of like spirituality and how it was kind of introduced but um mm-hmm. quantum physics was a very big part of that because not that i'm not a physicist by any means but it's it's like <laughs> surprise I, I have a master's <laughs> in physics i wish no but it's but it's it's a concept i find very interesting and yeah. 
I started reading about that and I realized that, um, well, when I was, when I, when I'm not saying that you can't be a quantum, that you can't be a physicist and be atheist. Mm-hmm. Because you very much can. But when I was atheist, I thought that everything was, yeah, chemical and mechanical. No, yeah, like everything that happens on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, chemical reactions and stuff. Yeah. And then I learned to, and I thought I knew everything. And I thought I knew, oh, then there's definitely, like, the whole woo-woo stuff about everything is one and everything, you know, is divine. It's just bollocks, basically. And then I learned, started learning tiny bit about quantum physics and then my whole worldview fell apart and I realized we don't know what the fuck is going on like we literally yeah, don't understand exactly because like even the even the most um quoted laws of physics fall apart when you keep breaking stuff down like when you okay, exactly so this is kind of nerdy but um and someone out there knows this definitely a lot more than me but um so so you have atoms and you can break those down into uh what is it like neurons not neurons protons and neutrons i think yeah okay yeah, yeah just believe me neurons are in the brain yes so it's neutrons yes i'm a psychologist yes. student. i should know this <laughs> not neurons. so so and then you know um it's stuff it, in the universe basically yeah it's it's yeah so it's it's the atom yeah and then there's the core which is like but stuff like it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's protons and anyway there's a there's a there's a positive charge and then there's a negative charge right yeah. and then they like spin around each other and then it's like oh yeah that's just the laws of the universe whatever this is how they behave yeah. because there is this um gravity there mm-hmm. but then you break them down and you find i think it's quarks and ions and they don't behave how the like in they don't follow the the commonly sort of accepted rules of quantum physics or of physics in general. Oh, God damn. Yeah, so it's like, it's like, <laughs> fuck. Like, I thought we had this figure out or figured out, but really, we don't, we don't understand. Yeah, exactly. And so when you, when you are, are a human and you kind of search for the ultimate truth, you will be disappointed because yeah. you won't be able to understand. Exactly. And then, like, what's the point of searching for... This is also, like, a thing about my spirituality is, like, I'm very... I want to be useful and practical mm. and i'm very much like just searching for the ultimate truth gave me so much grief yeah and and letting go of that was how i was able to start developing it literally as soon as i let go of that everything opened up oh and i was yeah, like me too. oh jesus christ i have like intuitive abilities that i never knew that i i'm not saying i'm like psychic by any means but you know like yeah. I've, I've opened up to my intuition so much more because i stopped caring so much about whether or not it's true yeah in that sense because it's like it's not going to make a difference that's the thing it's like when you when you focus on what the truth is you are going to disregard everything that comes to you exactly which is so counterproductive yeah and and the truth the only truth that i can perceive because like what even is objective reality the only truth that i can perceive is what concretely happens in my life yeah exactly. and when will i see positive change in my life when I feel good. So if my spiritual beliefs are true or not, does that matter? If they make me feel good and they don't hurt other people and they make me have, they, they give a positive impact on my life essentially, yeah. does it matter or not if they're true or not? I don't think so. Yeah. You know? But, but yeah. Yes. 
I do care if it's true. Yeah, like, don't get no, me no, wrong. no, no, no. I, I, I do care if it's true, but it's like that's not something that I can focus that much on. It's, it's you can't, as much as we would want to, we can never escape experiencing the world subjectively. Exactly. Because we are living through uh, a very limited uh, set of senses that are beautiful senses and they're very practical in our ability to like survive. Yeah. Like we're able to taste or smell if something's like, yeah. oh, I probably shouldn't eat that because then I might die. Yeah. You know, exactly. or you're able to hear like a predator or something. So they're very useful senses, but they're also very limited. We yeah. can only see so much light. We can only perceive so much. Exactly. And we can't escape our brains and our senses. We yeah. can only try and kind of open up more, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you're always going to live in a subjective reality, and that's okay. Yeah. Literally. It's... Like, even if you do a scientific experiment, you are seeing that experiment through your own subjective You are. You are. And our instruments in science are very limited. Yes, yeah. we've made a lot of progression, but they're still very limited. Yeah. And science is important. Like, I, I think science is really important. Yeah. But we have to be aware that it's not... It's, it's with what we've been able to prove, and that matters. But at yeah. the same time... When it comes to our own personal lives and our own personal spiritual practices, things don't have to be proven if they have a positive yeah. impact on us and they don't harm us. Exactly. You know. Although I must say, it oh, it really, it really makes me happy when I see like um, concepts in spirituality being related to science. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. see, I think I used to very much see science and spirituality as separate. Yeah. I don't see them as that anymore. I yeah. see scientists as kind of observing uh, the universe through the instruments that we have. Yeah. And those are going to be, you know, we are uh, advancing technologically. Yeah. Um, this isn't, um, what's it called? Uh, an example that I've used before. But it's like, we didn't always know that uh, radiation was a thing. Yeah. Like, um, what's that bad? So... You know Marie Curie. Yeah. What's the radiation that she experienced? Uh, I I don't. Okay. I don't know, but I know that she experienced. Yeah. It. Okay. Okay. Basically, it was she wasn't she was messing around with some stuff, and yeah. <laughs> and she she we didn't have any instruments to observe this radiation, and we weren't aware that it was there, but it yeah. was still there, and it gave her cancer, and she died. Yeah. And and great woman, I don't know yeah. that much. She of, was fucking awesome. Yeah, she was, uh, and very helped us a lot in, in in science. But it's basically my point being that we may not have like why do we think that we have evolved as much as we possibly can at this point? Exactly. Like, it, but people have always been like that. If you go back to the early eighteen hundreds, for you don't even need to go that far back. You could go back to the early two thousands, and you would never believe that you had a mo mobile phone that could recognize your face. Exactly. Like you, yeah, you, we thought we were as advanced as we could be at that point. Yeah. So it's like it's exactly. so close minded to disregard all of these concepts just because. They don't have you. You don't have the kind of mechanical um, instruments to observe them yet. Yeah, exactly, and that that's like it's like it's also like what do you define as success? I guess yeah. most humans define success as some type of intellectual yeah. success, like science or whatever. But if you think about it, like I don't know, a dog has a pretty good life, probably. Yeah, or like a cat or a lion or. You know, I think your dogs have a wonderful life. Yeah, and it's like, well, you know, like they, they're not necessarily as intelligent, whatever that means, as a human. But if you feel good, 
isn't that like why do we devalue them yeah so much do you feel that your dogs are valuable if they are productive like in capitalism no <laughs> i just want them to have a good life you know yeah. i just care about them and i feel like and... that's sorry no I, th- no I was just like that's and that's how I think we should sort of look at people as well that's exactly we, what I was going to say we have intrinsic value that's, you know? that's literally exactly what I was going to say is that that nurturing caring mindset is what we should have for ourselves yeah exactly and I feel like that's the key and that's where my mother figure in spirituality that sort of archetype has proved very, very helpful because it's made me have to step out and look at myself as as a child like it's that whole inner child thing yeah and as i told you like i'm always going to be a child yeah um, exactly and so but i need to then apply that sort of nurturing energy for yeah. myself exactly and that's the whole concept of like higher self as well that yeah. you are able to kind of step out and see yourself from a higher perspective yeah and also just the unbecoming as well mm. because like we've been taught that oh we have to be successful to a certain measure or we have to you know, whatever it is that we think yeah. that we have to do, we all have our different things. I've had my thing with thinking I have to be perfect in everything that I do, um, which I've never been able to, which that makes you feel really shit, you yeah. know, if you think you have to be a certain way and then you can't be that way. And then when you learn, oh, I actually don't have to be that way. Yeah. Then who am I? You know, who am That's I underneath all of that? And you are someone underneath all of that. You are someone beyond your name, beyond your titles, beyond the way that you dress beyond the way that you label yourself but that's something that you'll never be able to put into words because you are just the awareness that's observing your thoughts and words for human language exactly for us to navigate this physical world and that doesn't mean that they're not important oh absolutely we are navigating by those like we are human so and i love being human yeah like we're not about the transcending humanity kind of thing can i just mention hold that thought i was just gonna pop in very quickly this is also how um, capitalism plays into spirituality the whole idea that you need to reach for something yeah. and you do need to ascend and you need to be and, productive yeah and that's what I liked well, why I liked what you said earlier about it's not about reaching for something and trying to become something it's you already are that you just need to shed exactly. the layers and the conditioning yeah exactly exactly it's like there is nothing inherently like dirty or not spiritual about being human. Yeah. Like some people It's such a sacred experience. Exactly. And some people will experience spirituality through denouncing all physical things. And they'll be very like, I'm not gonna own a lot of stuff. I'm going to meditate a lot. I'm going to like let go of my attachments to the physical world as much as possible. To my family, to my friends, I'm gonna detach completely. Yeah. I think some people that do that do that because it is spiritual bypassing and you are escaping from something. I'll be completely honest. Not everyone. Yeah. But I think that for some people that might be the case because it's easier to detach than it is to completely delve into something. Yeah. For example, if someone's going through grief, it's easier to detach and say, oh, you know, we live eternally anyway. I'm not going to experience this grief. Oh, I used to do that so yeah. much. It is easier to do that sometimes than to actually delve into it and be like, I know that that's true, but I'm still going to feel this grief because I'm human now. Like, you know, like I can know that I think that my energy is eternal and I can still grieve when someone dies. Yeah. It's, those things can exist at once and they, can, they don't contradict each other yeah. necessarily. And... Um, yeah, it's just like, 
there is so much sacredness to be found in things like even just like being sad or yeah walking outside barefoot or having sex or like anything it's you know anything that's human delving into that and experiencing the 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 experience of being human is also spiritual because everything is spirituality it is the skin on our bodies is made up of the same atoms that everything else like everything is spiritual yeah it is and that's oh separation is an illusion yeah no genuinely (laughs) it really really is because um basically that's i've been through a few crises in like spirituality where it's like because you see this notion put forward that being human is less than yeah uh and phrases like oh but you're only human like you don't understand like stuff like that yeah and it's and it's like you're shamed for being a human and that you need to reach this other level yeah but i i don't believe in that and exactly and that's you know i've hated being humans human at times um but it's like i find that being human and experiences or experiencing this manifested reality it's such a rare thing and it's so yeah. special and it is such a sacred gift that we get to exactly. experience it. Yes. And like, if you think that we've incarnated into this, why would we incarnate into this? Maybe I'm offending someone, I don't know. But like, why would we incarnate into this just to escape it? Oh, exactly. Why, why would we incarnate into this just to ascend from it? Like, what? Like, no. Like, I, I don't start learning about maths in order to not learn about maths. Like, I don't, I don't understand what yeah. that, you know. Um, it's like, clearly we are, again, life is like a Dungeons and Dragons game. <laughs> yeah. We come back to that a lot. Where it's like, maybe it's not the most serious thing. In the, but like, why do we play Dungeons and Dragons? Like, we play it because we want to experience the story. Yeah. Because we like it. Even when it's sad, it makes us feel something. Yeah. It's an experience. It's better than just being there not experiencing anything exactly so life is it's it's theatrical it's dramatic and it's 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 vibrant and it's beautiful and it's really difficult but that's part of it it is and that's the beauty of it like embrace the drama (laughs) you know i like it and that's not to say that everything has to be you know like you shouldn't hurt people just for the sake of it oh yeah but it's there is sacredness in being human as well. There is sacredness in death. There, there is sacredness oh, there is. in the dirt and in the bones and in, in, in everything, really. Absolutely. And in transitioning as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really nice that you mentioned that because I was actually, I was thinking about starting to wrap up this episode because I'm thinking an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That this. makes sense, yeah. So, um, we've just been rambling. We have. <laughs> we've covered a lot of different topics. Yeah. But is there any way we can summarize this? I don't think so. <laughs> well, it's just been a rant, like a couple of glasses of wine down, yeah. and we've just ranted about spirituality. And it's been a lovely conversation. Yeah, it has, but it's hard as well because, like, when we talk, we have a lot of underlying understandings, and when we have to try and, because we don't want anyone to misunderstand anything, yeah, that's we the have thing. To do a lot of clarification. I I feel very comfortable, like that you understand the point that I'm exactly. trying to convey. Exactly. Yeah, and same. So yeah, but it's hopefully this was this was interesting for someone to yeah. listen to, or like maybe made you think of something. I guess. Yeah. Or like yeah, I feel like we didn't delve into gender and spirituality as much as we intended. To, yeah. But it was still a very interesting conversation. Yeah. And we. we we can talk more yeah and it's like you know you can you don't have to connect spirituality to your gender 
Oh, absolutely like, not. But for some, like, like, I'm not saying that everyone has to experience being trans or something spiritual, but you can, and that's okay. Yes. Like, I, I, I read, I'm not going to go on forever, but I read this one book that I actually cannot remember the name of. I would look it up, but I lent it to you, and it's not here, so I can't <laughs> oh, look it up. Oh, um, it's... It's, it's, a, it's a, a trans book about spirituality, yeah. and there was it's something... It's in, in Wales. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's a very good book, and it, it had a sentence that was... Um, something along the lines of it's it just said that like we have to believe that the divine did this for a purpose mm. and the first time i read that i like bawled i'm tearing up Aww. as i say it i i sat i literally sat there and i bawled i cried i like sobbed <laughs> tears running down my face because i had never experienced someone saying before that it's one thing to say that being trans is okay it's mm. a, it's accepted we can tolerate it it's okay you're not wrong for being trans but then when someone comes along and says maybe this is something god i'm gonna cry it's like maybe this is something that's important maybe it matters maybe it's beautiful and sacred in in itself yeah you know and i i think it is yeah and and nobody had said that to me before and i read that in that book and i was like thank you (laughs) you know yeah and maybe that's something that someone can take from this that it it does have like importance if you want to view it that way yeah i definitely feel like it does i think so, so yeah. too i'm i'm I'm. you know I'm, I'm grateful for it's not always easy to be grateful when you're in the middle of it yeah exactly and i'm never going to tell anyone if they're having a rough time like you should be grateful that you're learning no, you know exactly yeah but like historically being trans and being queer in general has and gender non-conforming has had a lot of connections in several different cultures to being mm. To spirituality, yeah, in general, like yeah. to put it very loosely, and because you're kind of breaking with the earthly concepts, mm, I suppose. yeah, and it's it's just the way that people have viewed it, and so it does have it has a place within humanity and it has a place within spirituality, and it's not something that's new or that's an anomaly it's that has just yeah. come up. It's it's intrinsically connected to being human, the same way that art and music is, and and everything. Absolutely. So yeah. Hopefully someone finds comfort in yes. that. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Yeah. Then. Thank you for this lovely conversation. Oh, thank you too. <laughs> uh, do you want to do a bit of like self-promotion? Where can we find you? Oh, God. Well, uh, if you like folk music that's made in a tiny Stockholm flat with bad <laughs> acoustics, um, I, I make music sometimes. It's very good. I'm, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm on Spotify and um, you can, um, my name is M Rattles Bones. And I'm on Instagram as well. I'm sure you've tagged me. So. Yeah, I have. I have. You'll see them on there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, I hope everyone's doing well. Please feel free to message either of us if you enjoy this conversation. Yes. Or send me an email at kovuextrastuff at gmail.com. So formal. <laughs> yeah, it is. Or find me on Instagram at kovu.kingsrood. Without the, <laughs> without the O. Or just search for M Rattles phones. And I'm sure, yeah. You'll find you'll yeah. find us. Yes, All okay. Alright. Alright. Have a good day. Have a good day. <laughs> we'll enjoy some more glasses of wine now. We will. Okay. Alright. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>